When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast and Merry Christmas Eve to everybody listening. Um, and happy holidays to anybody out there who uh, doesn't necessarily celebrate Christmas. We hope you're enjoying the holiday season and to spend lots of time with friends and family. Hopefully, you get to spend your holidays uh, discussing Spider-Man instead of discussing, you know, Joe Biden or politics or whatever uh, unpleasant conversation Uncle Joe might want to have. Just uh, refer him to the to the Marvel Stuff podcast, you know, let him get a little juices flowing and he might want to come back and talk Spider-Man with you instead, which I promise you is a more fun conversation. Uh, my name's Coach. I'm going to be rolling solo today. Um, you know, obviously with the holidays, it's not as easy to get people together at the same time to find stuff to do. Uh, I would have loved to record with uh, Ben here, but he had family obligations, which is super cool. We totally understand. So I'm just going to let my... Uh, my natural charisma and devilish good looks um, kind of carry the day for us on the podcast, which admittedly is a little harder in a, in a pure audio format, but uh, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna bleed through just fine. Uh, what I wanted to have a conversation about is um, kind of two things. Number one is the future of Spider-Man, um, and kind of the the intricate ins and outs that are not only set up but rumored. Um, and what it all means, um, because there's a lot of a lot of webs, uh, pun intended. Actually, that was pun unintended, actually. But there's a lot of webs that are interconnected that uh, kind of make the Spider-Man future a little bit monkey. And second, I just wanted to take some time to uh, appreciate uh, Andrew Garfield. And he'll come up in, during this discussion of the future of Spider-Man. Because um, this conversation is not just going to be about the future of Tom Holland's Spider-Man or the future of the MCU but really just about what Spider-Man's going to do going forward. I said uh, last week on the podcast, we did a little bit of game. We called it like, uh, maybe it was two weeks ago, where we talked about like a, the stocks of different superheroes. And you had to pick a superhero or two, and you had to like buy stock in them and to, to bank on them leveling up, you know, and being more and more popular. And I chose Spider-Man, and I kind of got a little bit of gruff for it, just because, you know, he's already you know, a big expensive stock. He would be like buying Apple stock at this point. You know, it's a, it's a big investment to go in on Spider-Man. How much more popular can he really get? And I felt confident that he had a chance to, uh, to supplant um, the top dogs, to be the most popular in Marvel and to really challenge like someone like Batman, who's kind of gets to run his own show. Whether or not he's there yet because of this movie uh, it's hard to kind of say. Sorry, I have a little bit of a cold there, guys. But um, this movie definitely has been a cultural moment already on its own. It's already reset, uh, you know, the movie market and and really let the Marvel train get back on tracks, which is super cool, super fun. Um, and I think it's going to just continue to roll. And it did it on the back of Spider-Man. You can say Doctor Strange is in it, and that's fine. Um, but it really was just the back of Spider-Man himself. It was the excitement 
about Spider-Man that kind of got this rolling. For the record, this entire podcast is going to be uh, spoilers for, for Spider-Man. So don't uh, don't be upset when I tell you that Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire are in it. It's really the three of them that drive this movie. And that's why it's, people are so excited. That's really the heart of the movie. And they do it super well. So I believe Spider-Man as a character, not necessarily just Tom Holland Spider-Man, but as a character, uh, Spider-Man has that chance to overtake uh, Batman. It's it's probably not going to happen. If you really think about how popular Batman is, it's probably not going to happen. But if there's anyone that has a chance, it is going to be Spider-Man. He is super popular. This movie was gangbusters. Um, you think about that and you think about Spider-Man is the multiverse, which people still are discovering and still love. It's it's giving life to a character, and he's got a lot of things that connect with people that Batman doesn't. So when we think about the future, we have to think about Tom Holland's future. We have to think about the MCU. We've got to think about the other two Spider-Man. Uh, we got to see them, and it definitely gave intrigue into what they could be doing um, and what's out there for them. And people loved it. People like it showed that hey, we love these Spider-Man. We kind of are sad that they went away, even though both their movie series sort of left out on a sour note. They were still loved characters. And if you have a loved character at the base, you can make things happen. Uh, with Tobey Maguire, it, it seems unlikely that he's going to have much future left to Spider-Man. It just seems like he probably is over it. It's also, he's already got three movies. Uh, would you really get Sam Raimi to come back and do it? possibly you probably could and it would it would have to be a movie that fits in a different era because because that old school spider-man the sam Raimi spider-mans are are definitely of a different era they are campier there's they're kind of slower just in the feel of things less less cool tricks with the camera less jump cutty everything feels kind of slow and deliberate and that spider-man frankly, is completely devoid of charisma. He's kind of that aw shucksy, sort of just good person that just kind of drudges through the movie. And that's okay, because it, it sort of worked. It especially worked in Noah Helm to be that a different one. And that's not to say he's not funny. It's just a different type of... Uh, really, the world around him has to be funny. But it's possible. And I think people would be excited. Uh, they'd probably be super excited, really. They would still love it. Just uh, the idea that going back to the nostalgia of that old school type of movie. So Sony wanted to do it and they wanted to like, let Sam Raimi just have full reign. Then I think it could be good, but you have to let Sam Raimi have full reign. Sony's not good at those sort of things. Um, they takes, took a lot for them to like, let just Marvel have full reign, which has worked. So maybe now that they've seen that it can work, they would, they'd be willing to do it. But man, it would be, it would be interesting to see, but it would be tough Tough sledding. I would have trepidations, but I would be excited about it. The second one that I think is is not only more plausible, I think it's borderline likely to happen. I would put it at like 40, 60 to happen, is Andrew Garfield getting another Spider-Man movie. Uh, Sony would love to have a movie that is theirs and theirs alone with their own distribution their own, and they don't have to worry about it. You know, Big Brother Marvel kind of puppeting around their character, I guess you would say. They would love to have one so that way they can make not that they don't they make a ton of money off the the Spider-Man and the MCU. And I'm not worried about that, but 
If they could get Andrew Garfield reestablished in Amazing Spider-Man 3 and just make a billion dollars on their own, they would be all over it. And uh, Andrew Garfield has said many times how much he loves Spider-Man. He loves the character. He was very bummed that he didn't get to do an Amazing Spider-Man 3. So he, I think, would be quick to uh, jump back on the train. And to be frank, we'll be frank about this conversation. He acts circles around the other Spider-Man. He is by far the best actor who has been Spider-Man. Whether you can, you can agree or disagree with he's the best interpretation. I think he is the best peer interpretation of uh, Spider-Man. You can say like, oh, he's more too, too cool and hipster to be Peter Parker. That's fine. I think that's more of a, a choice of era than it is a choice of anything else, right? I think being a hipster kind of connects to more people nowadays than being a nerd that's just kind of, you know, the Tobey Maguire version. So, and Tom Holland, I mean, he's perfectly popular. It's, he seems fine with his, his life as well. So that argument never really held water with me. The movies themselves are not as good. I think that's blank. Uh, to say that the two Amazing Spider-Man movies are probably the two worst interpretations of Spider-Man put on uh, the big screen anyway. There's some weird uh, Japanese live-action stuff that you should watch sometime because it's hilarious, but Andrew Garfield really does act circles around them in No Way Home. He, uh, his face, his timing, his the way he feels, how he gives like that extra beat in the, the saving of MJ moments, the way that he really feels like he is that emotion that Tom Holland Spider-Man needed. He has that regret for what he does or did supposedly when he stopped letting, stop pulling his punches, he says, and everything he does, he is funny. You kind of, you can, sorry, my headphones just lost their own mind there. You kind of see it when he's even doing the jokey scenes on the roof. He's very funny, but he's he like it's just such a good a good character, and he he's in it. He nails it. He went one hundred percent at it, and he was just as good as he he left off, if not better. He's probably a better actor now. He's done a lot of cool roles, so it's it was very obvious that him and William Defoe are the were the two kind of uh, big time actors in in No Way Home. Not to say Alfred Molina is also great, but even he. It's just, it's not the same type of level. It doesn't connect to this in the same type of way. It might, you know, every person sees things differently, but I think it's it's pretty obvious to me anyway, and the, and the people who kind of understand that stuff. Yeah, that's unfair because I think everyone has different opinions. It seems to be the consensus that Andrew Carfield was the was the best actor who has played Spider Man. So when they have that, you want to take a shot at it. Obviously, they've already discussed that Sony would love to do it. I think Andrew Garfield would love to do it. The problem is that could Sony do it well? Because it would have to be, they wouldn't want to do it as part of the Marvel thing. They would want it to be its own thing. That's the only reason they would go through the effort of rebooting it. Uh, who knows if they could do it well or not? They could absolutely blow it. Uh, they're known for absolutely blowing things. They would want to try to set up their own universe or something. That My hope would be that they've learned that lesson, that they don't need to do that. You can just have it be a cool, amazing Spider-Man 3, and people would love it. You establish a new MJ. You establish that he's, he is truly a vigilante at this point. He's gone very Batman. 
He is kind of breaking bones and doing stuff that Spider-Man's not supposed to do. You establish that early in the movie, people will be hype. People love when their characters go dark. Dude, if you showed in the trailer that just like Spider-Man, you know, breaking somebody's arm in the trailer, people would go gangbusters. They would love it. They would be excited. They'd be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's not that that MCU stuff. It gets to be dark and gritty. Um, you start with that as like the base. And then you kind of have him, you could even have him blip away and then like come back and having learned a lesson. And now he's got to like deal with this world that thinks he's um, a dark evil vigilante and how to see like regain his reputation, how to see like reestablish his relationship with MJ. Now that, you know, though Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man kind of gave him hope. How does he change and how does he convince the world he's changed? I think it could be a really interesting and cool movie. There's plenty of rogues left that he hasn't faced. He could reface certain rogues. Um, we know that now that Electro and Lizard are kind of back and they make that work, will they stay good? All those kind of things could happen. But really, I just think as that as that base, it could work. It could be a really good movie. I don't trust Sony. With that said, I would, I would rather see them try and fail than not try at all because I really want another shot. And Andrew Garfield in the Amazing Spider-Man role. So let's hope that happens. That's kind of my my desire to see. Because he's just, he's so good. And I'm sure they could find a great MJ. It would just be a lot of the Marvel nonsense. But the last one is the most obvious one. And that's Tom Holland. The Spider-Man that we feel pretty confident we're going to get more of. We, you know, Kevin Feige's already said it. Not that he does, he doesn't have any control over it. But I doubt he would say it unless he knew. He could be saying it to like put pressure on Sony. Like he doesn't, he wants to say it so that way he has the fan support on his side. If Sony ever tried to like back out of keeping Tom Holland around, because we have to remember over and over again that Marvel does not own Spider-Man. They don't own him at all. Sony at any point could say, "Nope, you can't use him in your Marvel movies. He's our character. We're going to use him how we want to use him." I'm super curious to know about like Tom Holland's contract and like who he's tied to. Is he tied to Marvel cinematic movies? Is he tied to Sony as Spider-Man? How does his contract work? Can he back out if he isn't part of the MCU? Does he have to fill his contract even if it's solo Sony? Those things would all be fascinating, but I just don't see it's going to happen because it's such a good partnership. It makes a ton of money for Sony. And it just grows the brand of Marvel for Marvel. Now, what's interesting moving forward is at the end of No Way Home, Spider-Man is not disconnected. He is no longer connected to the Avengers. He's no longer connected to Doctor Strange. He's no longer connected to anybody. He is now just Spider-Man. Does it behoove Marvel to continue to let him be disconnected? I think as fans, honestly, that's what I want the most. I want the next Spider-Man in the, you know, Tom Holland movie to be Spider-Man doing Spider-Man things with very, very minimal crossover with the Marvel characters. That's kind of what I want from how they set up this character. With that said, now that leaves the door open for Sony to be like, well, if you're not using, you know, if he's going to be on his own, he might as well just be on his own. We don't need to connect him to Marvel. But I think even if he didn't, crossover with other Marvel characters. We would love to hear, you know, references and things because we love those little Easter eggs about what's in the what's in the newspaper and look at that back wall. That's a reference to Captain America and 
Now you can tell that that's a new captain. You know, we would love to see that stuff. We always do. So he's probably going to stick around there. What's his story going to be? How's he going to go? There's a lot of possibilities. I think the most obvious one that a lot of people are going to say is, well, let's get the Green Goblin going. Let's get where's Oscorp. Uh, how do we get it to roll? Because we saw when William Defoe came over, he said there is no Oscorp. So how is that going to establish if there is none? I just don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. But it would be interesting to have him face his own version of Green Goblin. I think we kind of, especially now that he knows how dangerous Green Goblin is. But I don't think that would be the next movie. I think it could be like a couple movies from now when he's established. And then he could be like, oh, shoot, this is like the Green Goblin. Like, I know how dangerous uh, this guy can be and how he like deals with that. When he doesn't have the other Spider-Man there to kind of boost him up emotionally. Uh, the Venom thing. So the, the post credit scene, there's a symbiote that gets left behind. Who's he going to take over? We I feel pretty confident saying it's not going to be Tom Hardy crossing over at any point. I think Tom Hardy's got his own thing going on. And it would also be weird because it's like this version of Venom with Tom Hardy is such like a good guy. Would you really want him like trying to eat uh, Spider-Man's brain? So I think the idea of a symbiote being left behind, the symbiote can hate Spider-Man. It can team up with someone who hates Spider-Man. Who that's going to be, who knows? Maybe it'll be Danny Rojas himself. Danny Rojas, Danny. That would actually be really funny. I would love that, but I doubt that. He'll probably just use him as a host to get to another person, find a different version of Eddie Brock. And it could be good. It's never been my favorite storyline. I've never loved it, but it seems like other people do. So if we can just rock a little bit of Venom, we can rock a little bit of of that. Really, the important thing is that Spider-Man is doing Spider-Man things. It looks like he's going to have to struggle to reestablish his credentials, right? He doesn't exist anymore, so he never went to high school. He never went to college or anything like that. I think you even see, like, in his apartment that he's got, like, a little uh, GED book. So he's probably going to have to do that, try to find a way to get into college somehow. He's got a one-bedroom apartment. He doesn't have any help from, you know, Pepper Potts and the, the Stark Foundation, all that stuff. So he's going to have to reestablish the idea that he's poor. He's going to struggle through life. He's probably going to take up photography, which I think will be exciting. I'll be excited to see that. He... uh He'll get to do all kinds of stuff. He's got his new suit, which is super cool. It'll be a ton of fun. And at the end of the day, as long as he gets to do super normal Spider-Man stuff, I think we'll be excited. Which is ironic because what we loved about the last couple movies is that it's this big grand thing and it had all these kind of crossover stuff. But I don't think that's what we uh, what we want right now anyway. So however it goes, I'm interested to see it. Tom Holland, while not the best actor in the world, is really one of the best Spider-Man just because his, his just his go lucky kind of chippy energy is a, just an absolute blast to watch and kind of fun to bounce around. Will it be weird that he won't have as much uh, a Zendaya around as MJ? Maybe they seem to be a super cute kind of couple that is, is crossed, crossed over into the real world. And, and people seem to be excited about watching them in interviews and they are cute. They're fun. Go watch them do their little, their little sticks. They're a cute little couple. Ned becoming Hobgoblin, possibly. I don't know if that's interesting or not, especially because he has like magic now. So that how'd that work? I mean, he does. I mean, I don't think he knows he has magic. He only forgot Spider Man. Doesn't necessarily mean he forgot that he was on the tower that day. He might have just thought he was on the tower with three Spider Man, and he doesn't understand why. 
So he might have an idea that he has magic. I don't know. I feel like he's going to go down a different path. Not that he doesn't have Peter as a best friend. So I think it's, I think it's definitely within the realms of logical possibility that we're going to have to deal with those issues. And there's a lot of things we have to see still. Um, a ton of fun stuff, a ton of weird stuff that we don't know what's going to happen. But I, what I would say is just keep your eye and keep in the back of your mind that at any given moment, this isn't Marvel's character. Sony owns this character. Um, and it could just absolutely go haywire at any given film. They could do one more movie and then just be like, all right, that was fun, and then pull the plug. Especially if they did like an Amazing Spider-Man 3 and it was successful, and they would go like, ah, sweet, deuces. And, you know, they feel like they've reestablished themselves and they know how to make Spider-Man, and then they would almost certainly make an Amazing Spider-Man 4 and it would tank and stuff. But that's just, you know, I'm probably a little harsher on Sony than I need to, but they deserve it. I mean, Morbius, really? it. God, that trailer looked just bland. It just looked... It looked weak. And you think about even the the Venom uh, post-credit scene. It's a little bit funny, but it's also just a little bit of nothing, I feel like, when I watch it. It's definitely just felt like nothing's happening. What? I don't understand. Nothing. You could have just had some oomph to it that they didn't want to do. That's because Sony just does a lot of things wrong. Venom versus Carnage is like, okay, how do you... Carnage is the coolest character ever. Like, that should have been... A crazy fun movie, and it was it was okay at best, in my opinion. So, I mean, better than okay, actually, just because Woody Harrelson's the man. Hopefully, Sony doesn't do anything too stupid. But God, I hope they at least give the other characters a chance. I hope they at least approach both, right? I hope you approach Tobey Maguire. I hope you approach Andrew Garfield and you say, "Hey, we're willing to put in the money. If you're willing to put in the work, hire some writers. See what you can come up with. And if nothing materializes, nothing materializes." But don't waste an opportunity. Don't waste an opportunity with someone like Andrew Garfield. He's just, he's so good. And people, now that they've seen this movie, they're going to be excited again. They wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, but the last Amazing Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man 2 sucked. Nobody cares about that now. All they care about is how great he was in that movie. Like, how good is he in No Way Home? That's all people are going to remember. We would be hyped for it again. I promise you that. So, I don't know what you guys think. I'm curious to know if you guys would like to see other Spider-Man movies. My guess would be yes. You guys love to see everything all the time. If it was up to you, there would be a new movie every week, and we would just be rolling. So I kind of agree with that. So what do you think could happen? How could they do it? Would you want to see Andrew Garfield on his own? Would you like to see him cross back into this MCU? Would you like to see a continuation of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man? Do you think they kind of exist within their own place? Because I would just be uh, super curious about all those things. But glad I got to talk with you guys. Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoy the holidays. Sorry this is a shorter episode. But, you know, I got my daughter downstairs. I'm going to go pluck her from, from her mama before she wakes up. So thank you guys for joining. Let me know what you think. Let me know how you feel. And, again, just give love to Andrew Garfield. He's so funny. He's so good. I loved his little uh, tour of denying that he was in this movie. As I've, uh, as I've heard a couple times on the internet, my main goal is that he just never stops. Everyone should tweet at Andrew Garfield and just beg him to never admit that he's in this movie. Uh, that would be my goal for just the rest of time. I want 20 years from now to just be like, well, I was not in Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't know what to tell you. So I hope that would be my favorite thing of all time. All right. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. 
have fun. Enjoy the holidays. Uh, we'll see you guys back on Monday to talk about the last two Hawkeye episodes and probably continue to hit a little bit on Spider-Man. Hope Spider-Week was fun. Hope you guys are having a good time. Keep checking out all the other good stuff that's going on around the world. I know Josh is a radioactive paper cut is a, a super fun podcast, especially if you want to catch up on things like The Witcher, which is a super fun show. So thank you guys so much and trying to have uh, try not to have too much fun without us.